Welcome to Encourage Podcast with Pastor Roy Rhodes, where each week we uplift your spirit by exploring topics to bring you encouragement and speak into your life, helping you to focus on good things around you that are blessed by God. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. Here's your host, Pastor Roy. Have you ever felt small? You ever feel insignificant? You know, I think all of us do at some point in time, and certainly with the things that are going on in our world today, with all of the uh, COVID-19 precautions and the racial unrest and the perhaps just the unique circumstances of your life, there can be times when you feel small. The needs get so large, seems like the whole world has circumstances that they're dealing with, and on top of your individual circumstances, there are all of the things going on outside of uh, your immediate world. And one of the things that happens to people is they begin to feel small. I know it happens to me, pastoring a church uh, over the last four months with all of the things going on uh, with the uh, with the quarantine and with people's needs and the decline in the financial world and people losing their jobs and the inability to do anything about all of that. We pray, we believe, we meet the needs that we can, but certainly when things of the magnitude that have been going on in our world, and perhaps the things that have been happening in your unique world begin to happen, it can cause you to feel small and insignificant. And so what I thought we might do today is just spend a few minutes dwelling on some things that will put you back into a proper perspective about your significance in God's overall plan and His care for you and the way that uh, your life is tremendously significant in all that God's doing in the world and certainly significant to those that love you and uh, are close to you. Let me tell you a story, something that I wasn't aware of, uh, and it has to do with one of my favorite places. I, I have been blessed by the Lord to be able to travel uh, extensively around the world doing missions work and while I was in the military. And one of my favorite places, let me tell you about one of my two favorite places. Uh, one of those is just outside of Notre Dame Cathedral in Paris, France. There is, between the, between the cathedral and the River Seine that is there, there's a little park. It's a pedestrian park that covers the ground between the edge of the river and the cathedral. And in that park, there's a walkway and there are places for children to play. It's a beautifully landscaped area with flowers and roses and benches all along on a, on a on pretty regularly down through there where people sit and they watch the kids play and they just watch the pedestrians uh, walking along the river. It's one of my favorite places. One of my favorite things to do is to get a, a baguette or, a, or a, a croissant and a coffee and sit there on the bench and just watch the people. It is just such a beautiful setting. One of my favorite places. And I'm sure many of you are aware that in April of uh, 2019, the cathedral burned, made world headlines. Channels all over the world carried uh, in live coverage the burning of Notre Dame Cathedral. It, uh, it is already undergoing the process of being rebuilt. Last year, about this time, over a billion euros had already been raised, and the president of the country promised that they would have the cathedral rebuilt by 2024. A big task to rebuild Notre Dame Cathedral. Primarily, what burnt in the cathedral was the roof, uh, wooden structure. Much of the interior didn't burn because a, a stone laid inner ceiling that caught a lot of those burning debris and kept the interior from being completely destroyed. A situation that the whole world saw. And because I have that connection, I've been there several times, I paid close attention to what was going on with the cathedral as it was burning. 
One of the things I didn't know, and I bet you didn't know either, was that there was something that had gone on for many years up on the roof of the cathedral that is also dear to my heart. Now, some of you that are here local and some of you that are a part of Abundant Life Community Church here in Alton, and even some of my friends that have passed through know that one of the things that I love doing very much is beekeeping. I have three hives and each year uh, take care of them through the winter and then harvest uh, the honey. In fact, just two weeks ago, we harvested uh, our honey for 2020. It's always, uh, it's just a wonderful day when we finally harvest the honey. We share it with friends. It's something that we eat through the year. And it's just something that I really enjoy doing. Something about keeping the bees and watching the bees just really encourages me. Sometimes I go out, we'll sit close to one of the hives and just watch them coming and going and watching the, you know, the industry of, of their efforts and how they make preparations. It's just fascinating to me that they do what they do. What I didn't know, and the connection between that and Notre Dame, and something that had gone on for many years, is that up on the roof of Notre Dame, under some of the eaves, in some alcoves, in some areas that they were able to get into, have been three hives of honeybees that have, through many years, lived there in the roof of Notre Dame. And as most people would expect, and as I'm sure you would assume, as I did, when I first learned about it, um, I assumed that those beehives had been completely destroyed. And this very unique part of um, just sort of the allure and the uh, and the story of Notre Dame would have come to an end. Those three beehives would have certainly been destroyed by the fire and the heat and the smoke, or, or at least the water from the from the firemen that were putting out the fire. But surprise, surprise, they didn't. Can you believe that? Three hives of honeybees survived. They were about 30 meters below the very top of the roof, and they were just below the area where the fire reached. Now, you still would think with all the smoke and the destruction and the things falling, but they didn't. Sybil Moline, who is actually tasked with beekeeping at Notre Dame. Who would have thought that Notre Dame Cathedral has a beekeeper? But they do. Her name is Sybil. And she has since checked them. And this report that was just a few weeks ago, she said they are behaving completely normally. They have, they have gone back to their routine as if nothing ever happened. The roof isn't even there. They're still working. Workers are there. And yet the three hives of bees survive. Now, what does that speak to you? Let me, let me tell you what it speaks to me. Listen, you can overcome some stuff. Three hives of honeybees survive the Notre Dame fire and are still there going on, uh, behaving normally, uh, even after all that has transpired in their world. You know, that's a little bit like what the scripture tells us uh, about some of the things that the Lord does to care for you and I. I have been challenged just by that little story in the midst of all of these things going on that, you know what, we're going to make it. We are. Uh, The Lord is going to ensure that his church makes it, his people make it. And uh, I was in preparation for this week's message. I was looking back at some of the things that have struck our world through the years. Some of you will have heard of the Spanish flu that hit in 1918. Some of the things about it that I didn't know that I have since researched. And it just gives us a perspective that in 1918, 
around our world because of the Spanish flu, 50, 50, 50 million people died worldwide. Here in the United States, in 1918, 675,000 people perished because of the Spanish flu. And yet, here we are. We're still here. We're still uh, having uh, families. We're still going to work. The kingdom of God is growing. Our families are growing. Our grandchildren are here. Now, it was a terrible loss of life, and I don't want to minimize the impact of that event in 1918. But you know what? The world kept moving. God's church kept growing. The kingdom of God was continuing to be established. People got up after that and went to work and had children and had grandchildren, and generation after generation of people continued to live. Even with the devastation and the stress and the pain of that moment, life went on. Great life, joyous life, full of promise and full of hope and full of goodness continued even with 675,000 individuals from the United States and 50 million around the world having lost their lives. Sort of puts into perspective what COVID is doing today, doesn't it? Uh, we, we certainly haven't approximated what they experienced in 1918. And if they made it, so can we. Bring that down to a smaller level. You know what? You're going to be all right. Uh, you're going to survive this. This period of time is going to pass and I want you to be encouraged by that. Let me share you some scriptures that speak to that very thing. And they're very, to me, they sort of connect back to the honeybees there on Notre Dame. Matthew, the sixth chapter, uh, beginning in verse 25, it, it speaks to the Lord's care. It says, therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body. What you will put on is not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to the span of his life? You're worth more than many birds, the Lord says. His love and his care extends to you, and if he's taking care of the birds, he is certainly going to take care of you and I. That's not the only place that the scripture speaks like that. In fact, in the same book in Matthew chapter 10, if you begin in verse 28 of Matthew 10, listen to what this says. And do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them. Now listen to this. And not even one sparrow will fall to the ground apart from your father. But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. What does all that mean? It means that your heavenly Father is watching after you, that he knows the circumstances of your life. If he knows when a sparrow falls to the ground, I love that verse where it says, and not one of them falls to the ground apart from our heavenly Father. Not one of them dies without him knowing it. And so detailed is he in his stewardship of your life that even the number of hairs on your head are known by the Lord and not even one hair changes that he doesn't notice it. And the point of both of those sections of Scripture, and it's said in both sections, 
Fear not, therefore, verse 31 of chapter 10, you are of more value than many sparrows. You understand the connection. If not a sparrow falls that he doesn't notice, you're worth more than many sparrows. He's certainly going to notice the circumstances and the things going on in your life. Hey, listen, if he's watching after you like that, I think we're going to be okay. I think you're going to be okay. I think that nothing is going to separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And that no affliction, no circumstance is going to happen to you apart from your father being aware of it. I heard a great friend of mine one time say, you know, there's never been a morning that the Lord got up and opened the Jerusalem post. (laughs) I don't even know if there is a Jerusalem post. And he looked down and he said, oh, my goodness, I had no idea what was going on. That's not what happens. The Lord is ever attentive to your needs and he's going to take care of you. And if he's that attentive and if, listen, three hives of honeybees can survive the intensity of the fire that we all saw burn Notre Dame Cathedral for, if they can survive that, you can survive the things going on in your world. And the honeybees and the birds, but certainly you and I have a father that watches after us and cares for us, and he is keenly aware of the circumstances that you and I are living in. And that is encouraging. My goodness, with the power of the Lord and his attentiveness on our side, what could possibly happen that the Lord can't see us through it? You're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. World's going to keep moving. Babies are still going to be born. People are going to get up and go to work. And life's going to continue on until the Lord returns and until he closes it out. And even in that, he's going to watch after his people. He's going to take care of his children like he always has. Well, listen, I hope you're encouraged by this. I hope that your spirits have been lifted. If you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, be sure to do so. And listen, share it. Tell somebody else about it. Each week we'll come back uh, with about 15 minutes of encouragement so that your spirits might be lifted and you might be encouraged in all the circumstances of life. God bless you. Have a great week. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Encourage Podcast with Pastor Roy Rhodes. Please subscribe, rate, and review. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts and at Abundant.Church. Be sure to join us next week as we continue to focus on good things around you that are blessed by God.